Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Hiska Vesser and Eric von Firth. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, I work at a large mental health institution called GGZ Rivierduinen in Leiden in the Netherlands. I'm glad you said that. Yes. Rather than me. And um, I'm also a professor of eating disorders at the Department of Psychiatry at Leiden University Medical Center. Great. And this workshop was really interesting. We've just had an hour and a half, about, I don't know, 30 people in the room. And we've been I talking think it about. More than 30, right? Was it more than 30? Okay, <laughs> apologies, apologies. We were talking about lived experience yeah. and how you get it into eating disorder services yeah. and how you kind of co-produce services and the impact that has on services um, and Hiska this is one of your kind of this is your role within the service so tell us what you do um, and explain a little bit about the impact that you think that has. Um, well I really try to um, integrate it into the treatment and not like uh, besides it uh, and I think it really changed the language um, mm -hmm. within the teams and stuff so and also um, that they have a more positive feeling with like recovery and that it's possible. And you have four people with, ex with lived experience of eating disorders who work as part of your team and you've done that for a few years now. Have you got a sense of how that kind of feels for patients when you work with them, having your own personal experience of their condition? Um, I think they are really positive about it and they feel more understood and um, more like taken seriously so what it is to have an eating disorder and what it the, the natural reliability of, of the people with a lived experience really adds to, to, the, to the, the treatment they're like a new discipline like we have dietitians and psychotherapists and doctors we also have people with lived experience as employee and uh, I think it's, it works fantastically it's it's um, I used to describe it as sort of the oil in the machinery, but I think that's not doing them justice anymore. It's more that they're one of the cogs within the machinery. Um, and I'm really glad we started it. We've struggled for a very, very long time in getting this up and running, um, and, and we've, we've come reasonably far. Um, and it's, 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 it's not a panacea for everything. It's, it's just one of the uh, interventions we can provide for people with eating disorders. Why is it taking so long? I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes 21 years ago uh -huh. and when I did um, I said to my wife the thing that I really want is to talk to other people who've got type 1 diabetes yeah. and who've been diagnosed in their late 20s. Why is it taking so long in mental health for us to understand that this is important? Well the, we have uh, many countries have patient organizations or family organizations who would organize these kinds of groups that that you just described completely separately from mental health and it's the, the new thing is the integration within existing mental health services and um, the reason why it's been so separate is because it was uh, uh, vastly rejected by mental health professionals to include people with a lived experience. They, they, many professionals and colleagues found it very threatening to include people with a lived experience within the teams. And that has taken us a very, very long time to overcome our, <laughs> our threats, so our anxiety about this. And do you think that is because mental health professionals stigmatize mental health patients? Um, th they do, most certainly, like everyone else. Um, and, and there's just been a huge divide between those providing care and those receiving care without um, those providing care ever realizing that they too 
in their life will become a patient of some sort uh, at some point in time and and that we're all exactly the same it's just a matter of coincidence who's on which side of the table tell me about it so Hiska what t- tell me about how you have your relationships with the other professionals in the team how did they receive you and your role when you first started working in this role well when I first started working um, there was a lot of uh, resistance um, I had like a uh, colleagues that would like ask me do I have to work with you or with like people with lived experience or or is it is it like an option uh and and they were really 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 um yeah scared of what I would say to a patient when I was alone with the patient and if I would say something bad uh, that would make it even worse um so so that yeah that was the the feeling of the people like yeah. where I work there, yeah. And Eric, in, in the UK and internationally, we have kind of peer support workers, which I guess is a kind of relevant role to what you're yes. talking about here. Yeah. Um, and you spoke a little bit in your presentation about the evidence or lack of it for peer mm-hmm. support workers. There are some randomised trials. So do you think it's just that we are early on in the development of that and we haven't yet proven the effectiveness of that intervention? Or do you think it's because we're researching that intervention in a way which isn't appropriate? Um, I'm not sure how to answer the question. I mean, we, we could do an RCT and provide services with uh, people with a lived experience and without and randomize people over to services. But would that really be helpful? We've never done the same when it comes to um, a dietitian or uh, other health professionals. We don't do it with psychologists or psychotherapists. We do it with a specific therapy. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if that's the way to go. And... Um, Evidence-based is is a a much-abused term, so um, most things we do in medicine are not evidence-based. Some, if not very few, are. Um, We just try to provide good services, and uh, indeed there are other ways to investigate whether there's a good added effect of adding people with a lived experience to services. How do you see this kind of work getting rolled out internationally? I've claimed before that 80% of what we do as mental health professionals is not based on evidence, but is based on uh, the health service system that we live in. Um, so, and people don't realize that. If you, if you work within a country, within a system, you just think that that's the way the world is, but it's not, of course. So many, there are so many different countries, systems around the world. Um, uh, adding... Uh, individuals with lived experience as a new discipline to the treatment teams of eating disorders will differ greatly per country and and each country and system will need to figure out how to implement that what are the enablers what are the barriers financially um, administratively to add these people within their services Um, the only thing I know for sure is that this is unstoppable this is the way forward and this is going to happen if we, whether we like it or not, and of course I like it, but it's <laughs> it's going to happen, and we'll. That's one of the things we try to do, of course, in this workshop is is get people to think about how would you implement this more in your own service system. Yeah, it's a very sensible, pragmatic Dutch attitude. I like yeah. it a lot. So, Hiska, <laughs> I just wanted to finish by asking you. You've told us how professionally this has worked for you. How has it kind of worked in terms of your personal experience, taking on this role, and in terms of your health? Um, well, I, I really um, love my job. It's it's really 
um, fulfilling, but it's also a job. So it's it's not something that I'm like when I go home, I'm I'm just like some like like everybody else, a mom and <laughs> and a wife. So uh, I think it's it's just um, in the sa- like the same as anyone else, but but still there are like people that 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 they was stick in my head of course just the other week I had like a patient and she was saying goodbye and she was doing really well and then a colleague of of mine she asked her well what 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 did like change some what was very important for you and she told um, us well um, at the first session um, Hiska was there and well I thought well if she could do it I can do it so I just gave the whole therapy just a chance, and well, it worked out. So that's really special. I didn't know that. The, the true lived experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny just me being there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's nice. It's great work. Thank you very much for talking to me. Mm-hmm.